Dan Radio Style, hope everybody out there is having themselves a great day. Living from the end is the key. Neville Goddard talks about it extensively uh, throughout this book, and certainly it affects your consciousness in a very, very strong way when you live from the end versus thinking of the end. And it seems like a small difference to many, but what I'm suggesting and what I think is true is there are a lot of us that actually think of the end. We think of the thing that we desire, but we don't necessarily think from it. And really the big difference, the big key difference, just in a nutshell, is from it implies you've already got it. Thinking of it is a separate. It's a separation. When I think of something and I see it off in the distance, if you will, and it's not mine, or I keep seeing it from a, a perspective that doesn't show me being a part of the scene, then I'm no longer a part of it. It's separate. But when I think from it, when I'm in it, when I'm combined within the scene and I'm thinking of it, then at that point, it's creative, leading steps back to where you are, no matter where you are. Maybe there's 13 total steps from the minute you started your manifestation technique. Maybe you're a couple weeks into it. Maybe you've only got five more steps left to go. But you're thinking from it every single day. Every single day you realize you have it, much like the analogy I'm beating the heck out of. But when you make reservations on a plane, you choose a seat. That seat is yours. Even though you're not necessarily sitting in it yet, even though you're not necessarily on the journey, that seat is yours. This manifestation is yours. So you think from it and you continue to do that until it happens, period. But a moment's time, uh, it's all unfolding, it's happening, it's the, the journey. I mean, however you really want to view it, whatever works for you internally, whatever helps you realize, yes, I have this already, the conscious mind part, right? We got to keep the conscious mind saying and agreeing that, yeah, this is happening. I've got this. I totally see it. Yep, yep, yep. It's all working out. Then the subconscious, our crew is like, yeah, we got this. We'll help you however we can. And we just keep taking steps down the path to our desire. And at some point, it will completely physically manifest in a way that we desire and the way that we're expecting it to be. It'll trickleize. It might seem like it's almost there as you get close. It might just happen once it happens. However it unfolds is your unfolding. It's your journey. That's part of what makes this exciting. None of us know exactly how our manifestations are going to play out. We don't. We don't know how. And that's the beauty of it. That's what's freaking exciting sometimes because things happen in the most random ways. You'd be like, I never saw that coming. I never saw that happen. It is those moments for me, frankly, that proved that there's an intelligence to the reality that I experience. So the key is thinking from the place, thinking from it, like I'm already there right now, and you keep your eye on the prize, and that is the experience that you're going to have. So we'll get into Goddard here. This is still in the Awakened Imagination in the Search, the second chapter. This is the actual final part. I think I've done four shows on this chapter. But Goddard really closes it out well and kind of gets into something else that I think is important. And he calls it aim, maintaining your aim. And I think that's a neat way to look at it because really... If you're not aiming for where you're going, you're not going to hit it. If you're ever doing any sort of target work, right, you've got to aim for the target. If not, you've got to kind of aim in the direction you're going. If you're trying to walk in nature and you know that east is this way based off of the fact that the, the sun just rose or it's setting now in the west, so I know that's east and that's the direction I know I need to go, then you start walking in that direction. Don't know exactly where 
but you're going to aim towards your desire. And that's the thing is you just keep going. You keep stepping. You've taken that step out from the back door to the shed and you're 12 steps towards the 20 steps you got to do. And you're, you're more than halfway there. Continue the process until you get to your desired result. Period. Doesn't matter what shows up in your world. Doesn't matter what crazy stuff might happen around you. Doesn't matter what who posted on Facebook or what Samantha said on Instagram or what Jen, Jen said over there. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what crazy Snapchat you just saw with the little puppy face. It doesn't matter. What matters is where you're going. That's your focus. That's what you're aiming for. Don't care what's going on around me. That's what I'm focused on. I'm going there. That's where I'm going. Don't care around me. So let's listen. Construct all ends according to the pattern of fulfilled desire. The whole of life is just the appeasement of hunger and the infinite states of consciousness from which a man can view the world are purely a means of satisfying that hunger. Meaning you've got a hunger for desires, experiences. And that desire, that hunger for more experiences is what leads us to create more and more stuff. The principle upon which each state is organized is some form of hunger to lift the passion for self-gratification to even higher and higher levels of experience. Desire is the mainspring of the mental machinery. It is a blessed thing. It is the right and natural craving which has a state of consciousness at its right and natural satisfaction. From Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, but one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and stretching forward to the things which are before, I press on towards the goal. It is necessary to have an aim in life. Without an aim, we drift. What wanted thou of me? Is the implied question asked most often by the central figure of the Gospels. In defining your aim, you must want it. From Psalms 42, chapter, uh, verse 1. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. We need to understand that the aim is what takes us in the direction. Even when we somewhat lose sight, even when we're not 100% sure, the aim is the general focus towards the desire, towards the goal, towards that. And the way you do that, you think of it. You think from it. You think from having it. The thing you desire you imagine, pretend that you are a part of it, that it is in your arms, that you're wrapped around it, that you got your legs even wrapped around it too, and you're doing that crazy snuggle thing we do in bed, right? You got it all going on, and that's your, and you're wrapped up with your desire. It is a lack of this passionate direction to life that maketh man fail in accomplishment. Again, letting go of that focus, letting go of that faith, letting go of that, that aim of where I'm going. Again, that's where I'm going. I'm saying I'm going there. My intention is to go there. And I'm not settling for anything less than going there. So whenever anyone says, yeah, but what about that over there? What about that rest stop back there? What about that car behind you? Don't care. Don't care. Doesn't matter. That's where I'm going. They can follow me if they want. That rest stop, I don't know. Great. It's a rest stop there. I'm not needing one right now. Maybe if there's one, you know, maybe we'll see another sign. There's one up 100 miles away. Whatever. But I'm going in the direction I'm going. The spanning of the bridge between desire, thinking of, and satisfaction, thinking from, is all important. This is where Goddard makes the big connection. The spanning of the bridge between desire, thinking of something. I desire it. I'm thinking of it. We desire our manifestations. We desire the person we want to be with. You're thinking 
of them. And the difference, satisfaction, is thinking from them. What does satisfaction imply? It implies I have it already. I'm satisfied. I'm happy. I'm content. I already have it. We all move mentally from thinking of the end to thinking from the end. This, reason could never do. By its nature, it is restricted to the evidence of the senses. But imagination, having no such limitations, can. Desire exists to be gratified in the activity of imagination. Through imagination, man escapes from the limitation of the senses and bondage of reason. So again, he's saying, we're thinking of it, we have the desire, boom, great, awesome, now we know the direction we want to go. Now I say, okay, I'm thinking of this thing, let's go to this thing. Let's see what it's like to have this thing, to possess this thing, to be with this thing right now. Let's imagine that, let's feel it. Now we're thinking from this thing. Now we feel it. Now we're getting that satisfaction. And from here, the imagination is capable of escaping any sort of obstacles that appear, any sort of blockages that may appear, anything at all that makes this seem impossible. When your imagination is working, you can make it real. And in that making real is power and creativity. There is no stopping the man who can think from the end. Nothing can stop him. He creates the means and grows his way out of limitation into even greater and greater mansions of the Lord. It does not matter what he has been or what he is. All that matters is what he does want. He knows that the world is a manifestation of the mental activity which goes on within himself. So he strives to determine and control the ends from which he thinks. In his imagination, he dwells in the end, confident that he shall dwell there in flesh also. He puts the whole trust into the feeling of the wish fulfilled and lives by committing himself to that state, for the art of fortune is to tempt him so to do. Like the man at the pool of Bethesda, he is ready for the moving of the waters of imagination. Knowing that every desire is ripe grain to him, he knows how to think from the end. He is indifferent to mere reasonable probability and confident that though a continuous imagination, his assumptions will harden into facts. Even when you're facing obstacles up front, talking your way through them. I was working with someone just yesterday. And at first, the thing that was brought to my attention, even I was like, wow, that's like, that's a bit of an obstacle. But after a little bit of time where we were talking back and forth and some realizations and coming to some terms that like, hey, you've already got this ability. You've already got this strength in you. You've already got this. This is yours. And it was through the talking through it, through slowly steering the boat away from the obstacle towards living in the end, living from the thing where we've got it already. And it was through that experience that we were able to finally imagine a better outcome. That's kind of what revision is too. And you're able to see a better way. But how to persuade men everywhere that thinking from the end is the only living. How to foster it in every activity of man. How to reveal it as the plentitude of life and not the compensation of the disappointed. That is the problem. Life is a controllable thing. You can experience what you please once you realize that you are his son and that you are what you are by virtue of the state of consciousness from which you think and view the world. Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. Luke chapter 15, verse 31. 
The last paragraph says it all. Life is a controllable thing, and it is. You can experience what you please once you realize that you are his son, that that Christ conscious within us is what is doing the manifestation, that that connection to heaven, source, God, whatever, creates this ability within us. And by what we focus and think on, by what we live from the end with, we create. And that you are what you are by the virtue of the state of consciousness from which you think and view the world. If you believe the world is here and it's going to give you and is open and is constantly showering you, you with abundance and you're constantly in the right place at the right time and I'm always seeing great things and I'm always experiencing great things, when you truly say that over and over in your life and actually believe it because you see it happen and know it's happening because you keep saying it, but as you experience it and realize, oh my gosh, I'm creating my outcomes. Or... Are we someone that's looking and seeing all the obstacles, seeing the people that say we can't do it, seeing the fact that there's a third party, seeing all these things that are in the way, the fact that they live someplace else, the fact that we don't talk to each other, the fact that my boss is currently mad at me, whatever your obstacle is, you're not thinking from the end if that's how you're viewing it. You're not thinking of it like you've got it already. You're looking at it from a distance. You've separated yourself from it. You already see it as something separate from you, and that's why you see all the obstacles. You can't see an obstacle when it's behind you. And what I mean by that is when you're imagining from it, there is no obstacle. You're there. I have it now. What obstacle? What? Huh? There is no obstacle. I have it now. Whatever obstacle there was is behind me, correct? I've already gone through it somehow. I've gotten past it. Don't know how. I really don't. But there's a way. How do I know that? Because I'm imagining it right now and I can see it. And the fact that I can see it tells me it's mine. So the thing to remember, keep your eye on the prize. Keep focused on where you're going. Don't give in to any of the temptation of any other thoughts, any other images, any other whatevers. Don't care about what other truths might exist right now. Continue focused on the destination, regardless if you see it right now. It is unfolding. It will continue to unfold so long as you think from it. When you're thinking of it, you separate yourself from it and cause a problem. See yourself having it. When you have it, there are no obstacles. There are no blockers. There's nothing except that which you desire. It is yours. Take it, have it, hold it, be it. Dan Radio Style.